If you thought that being a business owner and an empath is already difficult enough, you don't know how crazy difficult it is to be a mom and an empath. Hello, my friends. My name is Antoinette, and you're listening to the Empath and Business Podcast, where we talk about building a thriving life and business as an empath. It has been a while since my last episode, and I really did take my time to do some healing and learning and inner work and empowering myself to like really focus on what this whole deal is teaching me and teaching us. I mean, with the pandemic and then the racism and all of these issues coming up, we are definitely going through challenging times, but also there is a lesson in all of this. And I'm trying to just work inward and look inward and lean on it. And one of the things that I've encountered recently is well, we're given the chance to be with our family more often and we have so much more time to be together and we have so much more time to learn about one another. And I just realized that I am raising two out of three. I'm raising two empath kids and my boys. I have three kids. I have two boys and one girl. Apparently, my boys are the empaths. And so one of my kid is he just turned 10 years old this April and he is going through some changes in his life in his self and his body he is in his I want to say preteen period wherein he is too old to be a kid, to be acting like a kid, to be playing and being mischievous and like just having 100% fine, but also too young to be serious and mature and like to know everything. So I understand that this is a difficult period in life for him. And so there are some questions that he has been bringing up and there are some issues that we're we've been having together some challenges some misunderstanding and boy is it hard to be an empath and a mother at the same time and I am here to tell you that I know my podcast is focusing on being an empath in business but also being an empath in in life and how to thrive with all of the roles that you hold, like as a business owner, as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a sister, as a coach, as whoever you are, being an empath is a huge factor to that, to the roles that you play, to the decisions that you make, to how you project yourself, to how you are able to solve whatever you're able to solve. And so in this episode, I want to share with you this challenge that I was having with my kid and how 
it was difficult for me, but at the same time, powerful. Because as an empath, I was able to get through to him and I was able to read him and I was able to feel how he feels exactly. But as a mom, that's like a double-ended sword because I felt his pain 100%. I felt his challenges as if it's my own. And that's like being an empath, that's like double or triple the pain for you because you're not only an empath, you're also his mom. And like empath or not, if you're a mother, you would feel the pain of your kids as if it's your own. And being an empath makes makes it double the pain, you know? So to be specific, one of the main challenges for me was that when we're talking about his difficulties and when we're trying to, well, be a parent, when we're like both of us, our personality seems like, we don't like confrontations. And it's difficult at that layer, given that we don't like confrontations. Second, we both don't have the vocabulary to express how we exactly feel without attacking one another. And third, we're an empath. He feels how I feel when I'm upset. And I feel how he feels when he's hurting at that specific whatever it is, you know. Um, These are mistakes, but I wouldn't call it mistakes necessarily because these are the things that, you know, he's still learning. It's part of his growth. It's, it's part of his face right now. And these are good things that comes up, even though he might have hurt someone or even though there are like things that we choose not to happen, but it happened and he did it. It's good that it happens now because then... I will be able to help him course correct. I will be able to guide him. I will be able to explain and like help him find the truth and find his truth versus the world's truth because there's different versions of truth. And our challenges was it it's difficult to find sometimes logic and facts. And all this energy that he and I were exchanging because we're both an empath. And so what I did was when I would have this confrontations with him, which my God would take about two to three hours per session, I could have built this kid <laughs> a coaching session because it's really, really long. But you know, it's, I'm grateful And it's such a gift to be able to do this, to have the capacity to do this, to have the time, the bandwidth, the energy, the brain power, the knowledge that it requires for you to have those type of interactions with with these humans, with these little humans that you created. It is such a gift that is not, it's priceless. Anyway, whenever we would have this conversation about something, what has been difficult for us is we are both being drowned by our emotions. For any parent who are empaths raising another empath, what I did, and this is why I, I am 
recording this episode right now, I wanted to share with you how I am going through this phase and how I am surviving it. And actually, I, I am thriving. I feel that I am successful in doing this because he's in a better place now. He's happier. He's able to communicate himself better. He's not making the same mistakes over and over without reason. He's now able to, to discern. He's now able to handle his emotions and identify his emotions, identify situations, and make an informed decision of how he would like to react and what the effect of that reaction would be. And so I feel that I'm still at the beginning of this phase of his life, and I'm, I have two other kids that would go through the same phase, potentially, but I say that I'm, I'm doing a good job. So what I did is that in the beginning, in the very first session, my energy was, whew, gone the drain. Absolutely gone the drain. Um, the first session was three hours, and I have forgotten what the subject is about. But it was extremely emotional. But I had to get through him. I had to win his trust. And one of the powerful sentences that... I would use is that I know your truth. I am your mother. Your blood is my blood. Your bones is my bones. Your I see your brain. I see your heart. I see your emotions. I see your intention. You cannot lie to me. I am you as you are me. We are one and I know you. And whenever I say that, he'd like wake up. And and realize that there's really no need for him to try to cover up something or lie or compensate. And these kids around this age, they don't really mean to do like mean things or bad things. They don't really mean to hurt anybody or cause, you know, anything bad. They were just curious first and foremost, and that is their job as kids. But also they're unsure of how to handle their intentions and emotions being in this middle phase of being a kid, but also not being a kid type thing. So the first session was difficult because I am being drowned by who the fuck is this kid? (laughs) I do not recognize the baby that I once held. Like what are these things that he's coming up with? What are these questions? Where are these coming from? I'm so not ready for this. And so I wore my coaching hat during that session. And after that, I cried the hell out of my head, the hell out of my soul, and the hell out of my heart. I just I just had to let it all out. It was exhausting. I needed to take a three-hour nap after that and I just like took on all of his negativity and energy and confusion and all of that that is how the first session went and the second one was the second one was better but before I tell you the second one I want to share with you a few tips that I got from this website so that this episode is not just about me blubbering about my experience and how it went well 
this whole entire podcast is about all of that for sure. But I wanted to give you some tips that is outside of my own as well regarding this topic. My purpose of sharing this episode with you all is that I believe, at least not in my world, we don't have a lot of knowledge and access to how to raise an empath kid as an empath mom or dad. And I want to share with you how it was for me and and my son. And I know that this is not the last of it. There's more to it. But I started recording this episode back in July And then I came back to it in the middle of the episode, August, and now it's already the end of October where like I am closing this episode. It was, it's been a ride 2020 and I'm still coming back to close this episode and tell you that since that time that I have invested with our relationship and me taking the time to understanding him and him taking the time to process what he needs to process has been such an investment for the both of us but more importantly to him because that made him feel seen and accepted and understand himself better therefore he's not so blocked with frustrations and unable to communicate and that just made like our life so much easier so much fun it made us closer than ever and it made him so happier so much happier and more creative and embrace more more of himself so I found the steps online. It's from parent.com. I, of course, did not write this. The article is called Helping Your Empath Make Their Way in the World Without Putting Them in a Bubble. And that's what we want to do. And that's what I want to share with you. Like this happened to me and I want to protect him because how I know exactly how it hard it was. Oh, my goodness. Where's my English? I know exactly how hard it was for me. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to create awareness by also considering that he is 10 and he's a kid and not being so critical around that. But I want him to be able to, to feel empowered that being an empath is, is a superpower than, you know, it being a curse And it could be a curse if you don't know how to navigate around it and navigate around the world and like not recognizing it, you know? If you're a parent listening to this, you know Frozen and Elsa is such a powerful creature. She was the one who saved Arendelle at the end. Um, But her parents put her in the closet and was ashamed and scared for her and so that's the same thing with being an empath and you know whatever special skills i don't know what what to call it not trying to offend anyone but like if your if your child has i i believe that my kids has um some sort of skills that are special and so whatever you know whatever specialty your kids has it's a superpower. It's something that not everybody has. And like, it's something that they can use to their advantage if you empower them. 
and you see them for who they are and not try to force them to fit in and feel accepted. Like you only need to accept them so they see how it's done and they can accept themselves by you showing them, hey, I accept you and I acknowledge you and I love you. I hear you. I see you. And because they are kids, they're looking onto us and seeing us by example, that's how they learn to do it for themselves, right? So anyway, going back to the article, um, let's see. I, there's a lo- like, this is, these are the same things that I, I taught him. Um, number one here, it says teach kids meditation, which we did. We do it together. We're not good at it because it's hard to stay still. But like carving out time to meditate has been helpful because he can clear out energy of others and stay grounded, like go back to his to himself, if you know what I mean, and just go back home. As empaths, we tend to, again, suck in everybody else's energy around us, and we need to go back home to be able to determine, oh, was that my energy? Was that the other people's energy? Do I feel sad, or was that somebody else, you know? So number one on the list is meditation. Number two on the list is explain the power of no. And this is still something I'm super, just got super excited about this. This is something that we just recently discussed too. Um, his ability to say no to his dad. And that is his dad. He's 10, year, 10 years old. And so in like in every 10 year, I don't know, but I feel like in every 10 years old's life, your dad is like your absolute, like he's the absolute statement right? He's the ruler. He's the king. He's the boss. Well, I tell him that I am dad's boss. So I'm like, (laughs) and he disagrees. But I have explained to him that sometimes dad is also human and he doesn't know everything. And sometimes he doesn't know that you, there's certain facts that you know that he doesn't. So you can just tell him, inform him and say no that's no longer needed. Like simple things like that, it, it's hard for him to do, to say, because he's f- first 10 and like he doesn't want to say no and he's just rather going to go through um, the process of scolding or, or whatever, even if he has already done it. He just don't want to, you know, don't want to say no or don't want to appear like us Filipinos too. We, we're, we're taught not to answer back to our parents. And I said... As early as now, you have to learn how to communicate to your dad and eventually to everybody else in the world. You have to say, no, that is not right or that is not my truth, you know, and it's okay to say no. It's something also that I am still learning in my life. Um, As an empath, we tend to be people pleasers too, and I've always bent my my truth to be able to fit in, to be able to feel accepted, to be able to f- to make everybody feel okay, to make everybody feel safe, and to my expense. So tip number two is explain the power of saying no. 
And tip number three is teach them to choose friends wisely. Well, right now in his life, he's very picky with his friends. So this is not something that um, we actually is actually applicable to us. So, but I do believe that you should teach your kids how to choose friends wisely. And that's for a different episode, I guess. But yeah, that's a very helpful article. It's somewhat what I what we did, but what I did exactly. So I just want to share with you an article um, and like a few tips from that article. And the second thing that I want to share with you is what we did. So we did those sessions. I want to say we did it maybe three times, two to three times of three-hour sessions of a lot of cryings, a lot of feelings, and a lot of like just no logic, just feelings. How do you feel? Are you mad? Are you sad? Like defining what mad is, what sad is, and like what will make well, what will make you happy? What is love? How do you love? How do you know when you love someone? Who do you love? What is okay? What is not okay? What are the values that our families stand for? Those are the topics that we we came across and like why do you do what, what you do? And you would know that there's really no, a lot of the times, not only kids, people in general do bad things because they're scared of something. A little sidetrack. Um, I saw an episode or a video somewhere or actually read a 911 transcript of a 16-year-old or 18-year-old kid who killed his mom and sister and he called 911 and he was so scared but he was the one who killed them and um he was so scared he was just so overwhelmed with his emotions he doesn't know how to handle them and so he killed them but he was so scared he was just scared he just wanted to stop right now and i i watch other videos I saw other videos of um, of crimes too. Oh, there's there's a net Netflix um, show, not a show. It's a Netflix movie documentary. That's the word. It's a net Netflix documentary of um, a husband killing his wife and two daughters. And if you're gonna see it, it's not something that he really thought well of. Um, and it's not something that he's coming from a place of anger. And it's like, I want to kill my wife from the top of my lungs type of thing. Um, it's not that type of anger. Like, he was just so scared. Probably there's anger in there. There's hatred even. But the main emotion that I see, that I read, is being scared. And being not able to think clearly and being not able to choose. He was just so overwhelmed by his emotions. And I feel like as an empath, what's important for us is to be able to process what we need to process at any given moment. To step back and go back home. To get grounded and release what we need to release. To be able to understand what is ours and what isn't. And... As early as now, that's what I wanted to teach my kids because the world is tricky. So, 
yeah, I hope this episode was helpful more than anything else. This podcast was made because I wanted to share with you my journey in business and in life as an empath. And now this is an episode as a mom. I want to share with you another episode where we talk about boundaries and how you cancel people, you know, like kindly, but also deliberately and how that is good for them and for yourself. So I hope to catch you in that episode. And thank you for staying on this one. This has been your host, Antoinette. Thanks again for listening to that episode. This has been Antoinette, your host, a lifestyle business coach, and you're listening to the Empath and Business podcast, where we talk about building a thriving life and business as an empath. Until the next episode, au revoir.